Welcome to Flock Talk, a podcast of GCF North. Flock Talk exists to inform, encourage, and inspire. This is your host, Dave Farley, lead pastor of GCF North. This season, this is season two, episode 10. And I'm joined today by my three esteemed colleagues, Brian Dixon. Hello, sir. John Kirshner. Hey, hey. Terry Meyer. Glad to be here. This this is supposed to be about books, but we were just talking about restaurants at the break. Oh yeah, mm. which was a much more stimulating conversation. So quickly, tell us favorite fast food restaurant, John Kirshner. Yeah, Arby's. Arby's. Easy, easy peasy. Beef yeah. and cheddar. Yeah, I kind of like their turkey and something sandwich. Oh, so. never, that sounds a little too healthy. Mm. Well, you know. Yeah, I mean, you, you do look great. Yeah, I mean. Eat great, you feel look great, great. <laughs> look great. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Arby's. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Arby's. Yes. It's all Terry, about Terry the Arby's. Fast food? Probably, uh, probably Chick-fil-A. I love the nuggets. So tasty. Uh, breaded or unbreaded? <laughs> oh, breaded. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, breaded. I mean, breaded yeah. is better. It's, it's more calories. The, it, but is. Man, it's it is. It is. So good. Yeah. yeah Chick-fil-A's good. BD? Yeah, I'd have to do... Mickey D's for breakfast, and then mm, I really like Carl's Jr., the Big Carl. Mm. Sarah <laughs> gets on me. About I, I did it, not see this coming. Yeah, I love the Big Carl. So what's the big, Carl? what's the Big it's Carl? It's just all this glorious cheese and meat, and it's they got their secret sauce. I don't know what it is, but I think it's probably laced with something. Do from heaven. Addictive, yeah. Addictive I, chemical. Addictive chemical. It makes you crave it. I don't Fortnightly. Think ever, Fortnightly. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been to Carl's. Yeah. I'll just tell you what. I mean, I have to give one of my kids away because it's so expensive, but, you know, okay. worth it. Yeah. Sell some plasma. Yeah. I love how you guys just quoted So I Married an Axe Murder on a Christian <laughs> podcast. Brian that started that it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is supposed to be about, about books. Mm. Um. So I guess I guess the the first question is um, why 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 should folks read or listen to books? Should they do that, Terry Meyer? Yeah, they should. Um, <laughs> Moving on, know, next question <laughs> was I. Uh, you know what what books do is you know we're so saturated with information. Um, and, uh, and our culture is constantly bombarding us with messages. And books really pull us out of the culture, the, the narratives that are going around, and, and give us a different perspective, and one I think that we increasingly need. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's good. That's good. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it depends what kind of book it is, but it's a, it's a conversation. Mm-hmm. And... It's, it's in relationships. It's always like, I love collaboration mm-hmm. and even, even the ability to, if I'm working on a project to brainstorm with someone and have a dialogue. And I, I look at books as that way. Like I'm having mm-hmm. a dialogue. Um, they're speaking, I'm thinking and mm-hmm. potentially responding. And that, that helps me grow. So, yeah. Yeah. How, how do you, how do you guys get the most out of reading? Do you, do you underline, highlight, have a way to catalog the things you've learned? What, what do you, what do you, what do you guys do to get the most out of reading? I'll take notes in my phone mm. and then I'll highlight in the book. Yeah. Good. 
like stuff that really I'm just like, okay, I don't want to easily forget this section or something. I'll try and write some notes. Helps me remember. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, at my best, um, you know, typically books either at the very end or the very beginning will have some blank pages. And if I'm at my best, I will actually write, you know, here's, here's a significant thought interaction and here's the page number. Mm-hmm. I also love books. I've come to appreciate books and typically we're talking like a, a nonfiction type of thing. Books that have questions at the end of the chapter. Yeah. I love that, that the author takes the time to do that so that mm-hmm. I can, that helps me to really engage with mm-hmm. what I've been reading. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do the same thing, John, in that uh, I'll highlight, underline, and then if there's a, if there's something that I, you know, either a quote or, um, or an idea, the back pages that are blank, I'll, I'll put categories and then just write page numbers underneath those categories so I can refine those quotes. I, I've heard John Piper say multiple times that, that books don't change people, nor do chapters, but it's individual sentences that change people's mm-hmm. lives in books. And so if that's the case, I, I think it is really important to read with a, a pen or a highlighter in hand to underline the, the sentences that really impact you. And then you can go back through that book later and, mm-hmm. um, and look at those sentences and think about them. I think it's also good to read good books multiple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, over the years, there are certain books I've read multiple times. <laughs> I was just at a thrift store in the area and uh, looking at, at Christian books, and I noticed a ton of our discipleship books that had been donated to the thrift store. And, and part of me was <laughs> just broken and grieved. How and I dare, thought, how dare you? How dare these people give these books away? <laughs> Are they from our church? Oh, to- well, I mean, I, I don't know who else would be reading these books, but <laughs> GCF people. <laughs> I'm assuming they're, I mean, they're all, like all of our discipleship books are just there. They were donated by someone. Like in order. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I thought, man, like hold on to this book and read it multiple times, mm-hmm. which is what I typically do with, with good books. So if you're listening and that was you, uh, there's grace, I suppose, for you if you give that book away. <laughs> oh, I suppose there's Go grace. back to the thrift store and buy them back and <laughs> yeah. keep them. Yeah. Um, do, do, you, do you ever stop reading a book? Is that okay to do? Yes. yes. Yeah, I think so. I, 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 think, I think far too many of us feel this false sense of guilt, like I've got to finish this book if I started it. Yeah. But if it's not doing it for you, there are so many good books out there mm-hmm. right, that are going to help you, that you're going to like reading. Life is too short to read books that are not helping you or engaging. Just stop. Just stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Put it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with. I, I would agree with that. Um, so there, there, there are some books though. With that said, that are are worth persevering, yeah. and especially if if the book can, can, contains new concepts for you, if you're learning something, it is going to be harder. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's worth it's worth persevering if you're learning stuff. But for the most part, if a book is not, if it hasn't really gripped you. If it's not engaged you, it's okay to, to quit. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm listening right now to a book on World War II called The Storm of War. It's actually a really good book, but it's a 23-hour listen. Mm. And so I keep thinking, do, do I want to persevere for 23 hours in this book? <laughs> I mean, I'm listening to it at 1.75 speed, so what, 15, 14 hours, whatever, yeah. 13 hours. But 
there's so many good books. I'm wondering, is it, is it, is it worth mm-hmm. it to, to keep listening mm-hmm. to this book? So how do you, so you just made a distinction there. How do you know, you know, if you should persevere yeah. with this book and, and, and it's okay to move on? Well, I, so for a long time, I've had a goal of reading a certain amount of books a year. And, and what really helped me was, was the discipline of, I'm not going to start a book until I finish a book. <laughs> because what, what happens is I'll, I'll be reading seven books at once and I, and I, don't, I don't finish enough. But, but forcing myself to finish a book before I start the next book motivates me to finish the book. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But right now I'm not doing that. And I've got like eight or nine books going. <laughs> and, and so it's very slow going for all those books. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, eventually if, if, yeah, if the book is not really gripping me or helping me or entertaining me, if it's fiction, mm-hmm. then I, I have no problem nowadays quitting the book. Yeah. Does it answer your question? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's, it sounds like it's not a cut and dry. No, it's, it's uh, no, you know, and, and, and I, I think also what happens is, is the more, the more books you read, um, as you read new books, you realize, well, I, I've, I've read this before. These, these, these ideas are familiar. So I'm going to, I'm going to skim through some of these sections that I've already, I'm already familiar with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm, I'm reading a, a brand new systematic theology by a guy named Stephen Wellham. It's superb, but I've read a lot of books like that. And so I, I feel the freedom to, to think, okay, like this particular section, mm-hmm. I've read six books on this. So it's okay for me to skip this section mm-hmm. and I'm not going to feel guilty about that. Right. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, so I have tried to get through Lord of the Rings a number of times. And every time I get to Tom Bombadil, oh, I dude. just kind of. It's like a hundred pages of Tom, Tom Bombadil. Yeah. But this time it was like, nope, I'm going to, I'm going to read this. And so I'm, I, I got through that and I'm at Weathertop now. And um, it's, I'm, it's I'm, good. Glad, I'm glad you brought that up yeah. because several times when I hit Tom Bombadil, I'm like. I've had enough of Tom Bombadil. Who is this guy? He's this mysterious <laughs> like, figure who happening? sings these four-page-long songs that I don't care about. So I, I, I'm glad, John, that you and I both have suffered through Tom oh, Bombadil. Yeah. I, I want more Tom Are Bombadil. You, <laughs> seriously? Yeah. Give me more. I, I like it. Kind of a mysterious figure. Joyful. Like, what is he doing there? Joyful. Joyful. Not, not affected by the ring yeah. of power. Yep. Which yep. Is, Kind of interesting. Yeah, is he yeah. like a Christ figure, or what is he? Who yeah. knows? I don't know. Okay, so let's let's keep going. Um, what are you currently reading, Brian Dixon? What are you currently reading? A lot of my reading. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm this robust reader. I struggle. Reading hmm. has never been my strong suit. Just ask Sarah how many books are on my nightstand that I'm like. I hey, gotta, but I but at least they're there. Yeah, I'm trying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And a lot of them are there because Sarah's like, I'm just going <laughs> to see what happens. <laughs> and then I feel like, Osmosis. like I'm going to teach you how to read. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's probably a good idea. Uh, so like right now with discipleship, you know, I'm reading through the discipleship books, which I was going to say this earlier. I reminded our guys today because I needed this reminder. <clears throat> a lot of times we start a new book in discipleship and the common complaint, if you will, it's not necessarily complaining. The guys are like, oh, yeah, you know, it's kind of, I'm like, remember. Every time, it's the same pattern. Ah, oh, this is okay. And by the middle book, 
three quarters of the way, all of us are like, that was amazing. This is great. Isn't this awesome? You just stick with it. Mm-hmm. Make sure you do the reading because the pattern has been, <laughs> because I think it is, you kind of, every book kind of starts with that. Like, okay, I know this, like, yeah. But the more you get into it, oh, there it is. There are those nuggets. Anyways. Um, and, and those books are super easy to read. They are. So yeah, no excuse. I brought some read that them. I've been reading, though. So I did this uh, Do Not Be True to Yourself by Kevin Dion. Mm. Small, but I was like, I'm going to do this one because I'm thinking about doing it with my daughter. Um, and then John and I just got through this one with Finally Free. Such um, a good book. And I wanted to bring those up. Um, yeah. Because those are great books, especially the "Be True to Yourself." He does a really. This is written to high school, college age students, yeah. Um, and just really addressing that, like that image of self and what the world is telling you that you are better than everyone else. Therefore, your thoughts are superior. It's like no, you are called to be a, a servant of Christ and to submit to His Word and His authority. Um, and so this idea of like just be true to yourself which really means be selfish. It's mm-hmm. like, no, like you got to let go of self and, and mm-hmm. carry the cross. So I thought you did a really good job with this, just being succinct in that. It's not a long book by any means, but, um, and I'm, I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to go through this with my daughter. And uh, yeah. I, I love how Kevin DeYoung's books are all really short. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well-written. Yep. Funny. Usually does a great job. Yeah. Great yeah. content. Yeah. They're, they're, they're great books for non-readers. Yes. John, how about you? What are you, what are you reading right now? Yeah, in our, in our soul care discipleship, we're reading uh, God's Grace in Your Suffering mm. by David Pallison. And um, that's a great book. That's one of my faves. And um, Someone's teaching a world-changing, life-transforming class right now on that subject. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. Someone Literally. at GCF North. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. I've heard it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's what everyone's saying. <laughs> yeah, well, our listeners will have to just figure that out for themselves. So We're bringing our kids this Sunday, hoping that this individual would just hopefully touch them or bless them. So, yeah. you know. Sign autographs. Sign autographs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we just had time to do that, that'd or, be wonderful. Or, or yeah. at least suffer in the class, because yeah, it is yeah. on suffering. Yeah, true. Yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's a great book. I mean... Um, that's one I've read multiple times, and I. So one, you're talking about sentences, and there's so many good sentences in there. But one thing he talks about, he talks about discipleship, and this is not a knock on discipleship, but he's saying discipleship teaches us, you know, the the disciplines of prayer of of different, you know, discipleship curriculum typically teaches us different things that are necessary things, and he says, but suffering teaches us to need help. Mm-hmm. Suffering teaches us to need God, and that's not something we're good at mm-hmm. on our own. And I, I would add, like, remaining sin and suffering teaches us to need God. Amen. And not that we should sin so that grace may abound, right, but, right. but that's what God is doing, mm. is teaching us to need him. So, so true, so true. Terry, how about you? Well, I've got, you know, I'm, I'm in seminary, so I'm, I'm, there's a lot of reading, uh, but, um, between two worlds by John Stodd is I'm finishing up with that and, wow. uh, preachers and preaching or preaching and preachers, preaching and preachers, uh, by Martin Lloyd, Lloyd Jones. Um, 
both both classic yeah homiletics texts yep um and then the so i have that side of me that has to get done um and then then i'll usually read before bed um so i'm reading up from slavery from uh um, booker oh, t washington yeah wow. um you're so cultured wow well yeah I mean, not to, not to brag, but yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah. Yes. I'm um, pretty much the most cultured guy I know. Yeah. What Terry's well, in, in well, this room. He, <laughs> yeah, in the room. He, uh, he started this school in Tuskegee. Yeah. He, he was, and, he was a really godly man. Too. Yeah, he was. And so, um, and he invented peanut butter, didn't he? Booker T. Washington. Is that, is that him or somebody yeah. else? He, he was a, he was a Renaissance man. He yeah. he's my favorite person now. <laughs> yeah. He had several patents and inventions and he was a yeah. writer and he was an amazing person. Yeah, he really, he really was. Yeah. Um, and then I'm reading a book on education, brain centric design, mm. um, how, how people learn and, um, and kind of connecting that with, all right, how do, how do people hear and learn information so that it sticks. And that's kind of the, the thought behind that. So I, I do my kind of pleasure reading at night before bed and it's, it's, it's more eclectic. I have a lot of, a lot yeah. of books that I like. Yeah. I, I, I do different types of reading. So, um, right now I'm, I'm slowly plodding through about four or five different works so I'm, I'm plodding through Joel Beakey's Reform Systematic Theology. It's a four-volume work. I'm on volume two. And that's actually really, really good. Super well-written, devotional, wonderful. I'm, I'm also reading Stephen Wellam's New Systematic Theology, volume one. I'm plodding through John Piper's excellent book, The Legacy of Sovereign Joy. Mm. Or no, 27 Servants of Sovereign Joy, I think it's the title. Mm. That's a mm-hmm. great collection of biographies. I'm plodding through a, a three volume work on uh, pastoral ministry by Albert Martin. Right. Um, right. And then, and then for fun, um, I'm reading, I'm reading, this sounds kind of nerdy, but um, I'm reading this great biography of Carl Henry. Mm-hmm. It's called the confessions of a theologian. He was a really important 20th century theologian uh, who was responsible for the founding of Christianity today, Fuller seminary, um, I love biographies for so many reasons. Mm. I'm learning so much about history and godliness and theology all at mm. the same time. Um, and then uh, I, I just, I, my goal is to get through all the Grisham novels in order. So <laughs> I'm on number 18. It's called Ford County. Wow. There's actually cool. a collection of short stories. Okay. Um, and yeah, those are, those are good. They're, you know, Grisham, Grisham's books are real hit or miss. I don't know if you guys have read any Grisham novels or not. I but, haven't. Um, some are fantastic. Some are okay. Uh, they're all, they're all clean, which is nice. Yeah. And, uh, supposedly he's a Christian. Uh, actually the last book I read of his, the associate, one of the main characters, um, is a drug addict who becomes a Christian in jail. And there's a, there's a full on crystal clear gospel presentation mm. by the chaplain to this drug addict. Wow. Which is really interesting. Mm. So, um, and I'm doing reading for discipleship group, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, my, my goal is just to plot away at these big, these big works. And if you, if you just read a half hour a day, mm-hmm. it's amazing at how fast you can get through big, thick, long books. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're just plotting, just slow and steady wins the race, mm-hmm. just 20 pages a day. And you can get through a lot, a lot of books. Mm-hmm. So, so for me, 
fun books I usually do audio audio books mm-hmm. when I'm working out or whatever mowing the grass shoveling snow brushing my teeth um, and then these these bigger books I I, I read and underline and highlight so. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with with that in mind, uh, best book you read in the last year? There's one book you think, man, this was a really, really a good, helpful book. The last year, I, I'm gonna go. I mean, there there would be different categories, but if I had to pick one, I'm trying to. Um, it was it was a book called "Who Shall Ascend the Mountain of the Lord: A Biblical Theology of the Book of of Leviticus." Hmm. Really, it is an amazing, hmm. amazing book. And um, was this for school or for fun? Just or? for fun. Yeah. How'd you hear about it? Um, so this guy's name is Michael Morales, and he's a biblical theologian. Wrote the Exodus book. He wrote the Exodus oh, book, okay. and he wrote this book on Leviticus. And it is it. It was I couldn't put it down, and um, I need to read it again because it's pretty. Um, th- there's a lot going on there, but. Yeah, it really, it really helped me put the Bible together. Um, so I want to give time for you guys to wow. share, but it's a great book. Should that, should that go in the bookstore maybe? I think, you know, uh, I think some people are just going to be scared by Leviticus, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but it's, yeah. but it's, but it's amazing. His argument is that Leviticus um, 16 is, is basically the apex of the Pentateuch. Mm. Because because what starts which is off, the day of the atonement for those who yeah, are, yeah. Mm-hmm. day of the atonement yeah. because because what starts off in the garden Adam and Eve they're expelled and this day of atonement is bringing Israel back to God mm. to the mm. garden like the you think mm. about the tabernacle and it's like a replica of the garden of the temple the garden temple and um, it's it's fascinating mm. so and it's it's devotional. It's very devotional. Ooh, yeah. So that sounds great. Yeah. Uh, Terry, how about you? There was uh, one of the books I had to read for a seminar, Why Four Gospels by David mm. Allen Black. Mm. And I, you know, I, I had looked at the Gospels and, and knew that there were differences between them, differences in audience. Um, but what it did is it, it is it connected what was going on historically in, in the growth of the church with the gospel writers in a, a, a really compelling story of how these, these authors work together, especially the, for the synoptic gospels, uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, to present, the, to present the gospel not only to Jews but Gentiles. So is it, it, would, it was just a very clear, okay, the relationship between the synoptic gospels, which, I mean, it, it was, it's a great book um, for understanding, mm-hmm. um, you know, Luke's purpose and Paul and Luke working together, um, Matthew, and then ultimately Peter and Mark working together to produce uh, the book of Mark. Um, so that was a, that was a, really impactful book for me. I don't, I don't want to derail our discussion. I'm just interested. Like as far as did he get into any dating or were there any surprises there as far as early dates, late dates, early dates, all early dates. And he holds to Matthew was written first uh, to the Jews. Which which is a pretty unusual. Yeah. 
Because mo mo most folks would argue for market priority. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he makes a very compelling mm -hmm. argument for Matthew's priority. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Luke was uh, written by, by Luke along with Paul uh, as the gospel spread out through um, uh, the Roman Empire. And then Mark was, uh, and he goes through a, a, a story of um, Peter lecturing to um, Roman officials using both Matthew and Luke as his source. And he's walking, and what he does is he verifies the, the truthfulness of these gospels. So it's a really beautiful picture of wow. what's going on in the early church. And, um, but yeah, I understand that, that Mark and priority is, is the, um, is kind of the, the, you know, the standard, but it was a, he, he makes a very compelling argument for Matthew's priority. It sounds like a great book. Brian, how about you? Yeah, I would say we started a, a men's purity group. And so going through Finally Free, um, yeah. I had gone through that one, but I skimmed through it when I first originally went through it because I had been going through all these, just trying to find material mm -hmm. uh, for this topic. And, uh, and, it's, and it's about, you know, battling uh, an addiction to pornography. Mm -hmm. Uh, and in light of the uh, Restoring Sexual Sanity uh, sermon series we had and everything, and then just slowly kind of going through this book, I just grew just a real appreciation for it. it I've, I found it to be a lot of times areas just devotional or just like, man, like I just had to stop and just thank Jesus for mm. his goodness because mm. it was like we have so much to be thankful for, and, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, you can have freedom, you know, and so just a really well put together and addressing, I think personally, really addressing the, the issue, which is our pride. Mm. So really attacking, why, why am I struggling with this? Mm. For many people, there's a pride element there that needs to be addressed. Mm. And he does a good job of that. I think graciously even. So mm. I just, I, yeah, was like, this is great. Mm. <laughs> I really appreciate that. That is a great book. And really just a good book on sanctification yes. in general. Yeah. Uh, it's really hard for me to pick my favorite book. I'm looking through my list of books that I read this last year. Um, I have to keep track because I forget the books that I've read, which which is kind of encouraging in one sense. Um, I read some great biographies. I, I'd, I'd probably say, and again, this is kind of nerdy, but I really, really enjoyed uh, a book by my, one of my professors, David Calhoun. It was the, the History of Princeton Seminary, Volume One, which sounds so dry and boring, but <laughs> but it, it, it really was. It, it's a it's a fantastic story. Princeton Seminary was the best, godliest, most evangelical seminary for a hundred years, mm. and produced thousands of godly pastors. And learning about the men who founded the seminary, and learning about their passions, their love for the gospel, their love for the church, their love for the ministry, their love for Reformed theology was really encouraging. Mm. Mm. Um, it's really well written, a beautiful book. Um, so I I probably say that was my fave um this last year wow although hard to pick a favorite because i read a lot of books so all right guys well thanks for your input we got to wrap it up thanks for listening to flock talk a ministry of gcf north gcf north exists to glorify god through gospel-centered worship discipleship and evangelism to learn more go to our website gcfnorthspokane.org